Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about music that makes your skin vibrate. And joining me today is author and radio and television host Lisa McDonald. Lisa is the host of radio and television program Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, broadcasted in 145 countries and enjoyed by more than 370,000 subscribers, which is pretty incredible. Lisa's story is equally incredible. She worked for some time in various uh, social services roles before deciding to pursue her real passion, which was writing, and all of the other pursuits uh, that she's working on stemmed from that, including motivational speaking and uh, a number of other projects. It's also worth mentioning, actually, that Lisa has her black belt in networking. Isn't that right, Lisa? I've coined the queen of hustle, but I actually love that more. There you go. Well, <laughs> welcome to the show. How are you doing? Well, thank you, Brand. This is Deja Vu. It uh, is. The, yes, the roles have been reversed, but it's still equally a wonderful conversation, a chat here. So I'm just very honored, very grateful and privileged to be here awesome. on your show. And it was lovely showcasing you on mine last week. So thank you. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. I had a really good chat. You know, you uh, and you know this, I mean, just from. Uh, appearing on other people's shows, sometimes the the questions are a bit stock and kind of boring. But yeah. we actually had, we actually had a pretty decent chat. You, you asked me some great questions. I appreciated that. Well, well, thank you. Well, you made my job very easy. So thank, thank you. you. And we're gonna have some fun today talking about your songs, right? Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> so, Lisa, you've got. I, I touched on a couple things you've done here. Uh, before we get into the songs, is there anything else that you are working on that you wanted to talk about at all? Uh, well, you're lovely. I appreciate the question and the opportunity to answer that. So uh, like you, I'm a serial entrepreneur and there's always things that are happening and uh, you think your life is going one way. You think you've got your day set out. You think you've already got your projects and your deadlines set out. And then, you know, then you happen to collaborate and the doors and the gateways open up and all kinds of other people, yummy people come out of the woodwork. And mm-hmm. and so, you know, things are exponentially just going vertical in so many different directions and so yeah uh, mentoring has increased I've, I've added more people to my mentoring roster I absolutely love doing the one-on-one and helping people get unstuck in their lives and uh, step into abundance recognizing that it's a birthright and uh, just you know getting them on the trajectory of where they want to go so you know mentoring continues to happen um, I've connected with a, a phenomenal Uh, publicist and uh, I've met with her we're going to be talking to her on Friday Mm -hmm. so that being linked to my first adult nonfiction book we have a target date of spring 2018 to get that launched and published Um, so yeah it just you know things continue to happen exponentially in all various formats that I'm plugged into and I'm just grateful for people like you that I'm connecting with and uh, just so many wonderful people that I'm connecting with on LinkedIn which by the way is my favorite social media platform (laughs) I know it is (laughs) I just love it well that's where you and I met that's right I mean there's the testament proof is in the pudding so I hear you're uh, having a very interesting guest on your TV show in the next couple of days. Is that true? Uh, let me just, would that be Brent Jensen? Brent yeah, Jensen? it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking wow. forward to that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be 
be amazing. So, yeah, we're doing filming and production this Thursday with the 365tvnetwork.com. And uh, really looking forward to introducing you to Priya Ali, who is the CEO and founder of 365TV Network, who also has her own host show, Living 365. And, of course, that's all premised on how you live your life, how I live my life, and doing all the things that we love and doing it 365, 365 days a year. So you're a perfect fit for my show. Cool. You're a perfect guest for the network. And who knows where that's going to go, eh, Brent? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? We, we, we shall soon find out, Lisa. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So uh, you've got some songs here that you sent me. They are very interesting. They're good. I like this. Uh, I like this selection. There's a little bit of variance here. This was, uh, you know, it's not too often that I feel challenged. I mean, I can handle the big stuff in life. You throw me, you throw me the question of, can you select five songs? It's like, are you kidding me? I know. <laughs> I, I struggled. This was an absolute struggle for me, and I, I still don't even know. I mean, I, I'm quite confident with my selection, and it's not to negate how many other songs have been very influential in my life and have deeply touched a chord in me. But I thought, okay, let's just fire it off because if I analyze this too much, we're never going to get on radio. So exactly. Now, well, you know what? Um, we can do a bunch of other shows. Don't worry about that. Guests of the... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, people have returned because you can't possibly limit your list to five songs. You just can't. You know, it's only in the yeah. interest of time that I do that. But um, people have returned and, and brought more songs in and we have a lot of fun with that. So, yeah, there'll be other opportunities for sure. Oh, I appreciate that. I look forward to that. Thank you, Brent. You're welcome. Okay. So your first song is by uh, Bocelli and Sarah Brightman. It's Time to Say Goodbye. Yeah, so just, I love that song. It's a classic. It's timeless. Um, it's very emotional. Uh, people have played that at weddings. People have played that at funerals. It's just, it, it, I can't listen to that song without bawling. I love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's, a, he, he's a pretty interesting guy. He lost his sight. Um, yeah. I think I think in like a football accident when he was 12 or something, right? That but, I don't know. I, I know that he's uh, lost his vision. I didn't know the circumstances surrounding that. So learn something new every day. Wow. Yeah. But he, so he, you know, he used to sing in bars and then he was discovered by Pavarotti, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great song. Although I've never had the privilege to see Andre Bocelli, I have in fact seen Sarah Brightman on a couple of occasions. And she on her own as a solo uh, musician and artist, I mean, she's just fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, her performances are very, very unique. And uh, she she was married to, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, super famous. Uh, now, if Rob Proust was, he, Rob Proust would know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> he would. Well, he's on uh, in two weeks. Is he? Okay, yeah. lovely. Yeah. Um, uh, he's done all, all the musical, uh, Broadway hits. Um, oh, it'll come to me, oh. but they were, they were married. They were married. So, I mean, you talk about the creativity within a dynamic partnership like that. Yeah. Uh, they're probably still really great friends to this day because they're, you know, very respectful, very, uh, professional type people, just mm -hmm. beautiful people. Um, his name escapes me. Rob's going to kick me for not knowing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it'll uh, yeah, it'll. I, I think I, I think I know who you're talking about. Um, anyway, it'll it'll it might come to us later. We'll shout it out if you remember it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll do. All right. So song number two, Lisa, is uh, by Enigma, and it's "Return to Innocence." Mm hmm. Love that song. 
absolutely love that song. And for a lot of the similar reasons why I chose all these songs, I just, you know, I, I never grow old of listening to things. You know, people talk about music being retro, things coming back 360. I think some music, it, it, it just stands, it stands still in the fact that it's timeless, uh, but it's not a song that necessarily goes through the cycling that a lot of music does to, to you know, get the term retro. I, I just think it's one of those songs, it doesn't matter who's growing up listening to it, hearing it for the first time or hearing it on repeat for hours upon end. It's, it just, it, it, it still resonates what it does initially anytime somebody listens to that song. I think it's just beautiful. And I love the videos that are attached to it too on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I didn't know about that song till recently is that the drum sample is uh, from Led Zeppelin's When the Levee Breaks. Did not know that either. No, it, it's um, it sounds familiar, but then you know, it, it, and it, it is, it is from that. But it, it's you, it's funny because it, the track sounds completely. I mean, the drum track sounds completely different with you know that music on top of it. Wow, you know a lot of interesting, unique facts. You do your homework. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I like that. I'm a nerd, Lisa. I'm a nerd. <laughs> Uh, no, you're not. You're just very impassioned about the things that you're passionate about. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, your next tune is by Tori Amos. I don't know a lot about Tori Amos. The song is uh, oh, a, a sort of fairy tale. Weird. Tell me about Tori Amos. Oh, I saw her. I had the, the privilege of seeing her one and only time. It was about um, shortly after I returned back to Dundas uh, here in Ontario. I was living out west in in, uh, Alberta for 10 years. And so one of the first things I did for myself uh, on a leisurely, you know, call it a self-care day, whatever, is I went to see Tori Amos in 2012 in Toronto. And I mean, she is spectacular. She is, um, wow, you talk about raw vulnerability, guts, putting yourself out there which is why she has such the following that she does. Mm-hmm. And I love how she also sings uh, Creep by Radiohead, which I know we're going to get to on the list too. But mm-hmm. um, I, she just, there's very few musicians uh, and artists, no matter how great the song, no matter how much it resonates with me, but there's very few who, you know, give me goosebumps. Um, some people refer to it as God bumps, whatever the case may be. I mean, this woman makes my hair stand up on end because she is just hauntingly beautiful beautiful that's uh that's a commercial for tori amos right there there you go tori you need some help in the marketing department (laughs) (laughs) uh so what so why this is this a special song to you a sort of fairy tale uh you know it's it's not that there's anything particularly overly like i can't say that there's something about each of these song choices that i've chosen that really speaks to me other than just the song itself how it's sung uh the lyrics the depth and the breadth that the artist goes to to evoke emotion within the listeners certainly myself which mm-hmm. is why these are my my particular song choices um i just think some people through their artistry can really illustrate things where they bring all your senses uh, to life and everything's heightened and I don't know too many artists that I've listened to no matter how skilled they are no matter uh, how many other people that they resonate with and I certainly respect what everybody does whether it's my personal preference or not Uh, uh, but these song choices that I've picked based on these also certain artists it's there's just something uniquely distinct about each of them 
that 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 in itself resonates with me that I uh, have a different reaction a different response uh, at the core level than anything else I listen to very good uh, and speaking of Radiohead your next song is high and dry from the bends yeah great record great song so this is uh, quite unfortunate quite tragic so when Radiohead, I mean, it, it, they're one of my favorite bands. So my friend Donna McEtitian, she's uh, she's one of the big merchants that a lot of the musicians consult with in contract when they have a concert. And mm-hmm. so she showcases all their merchandise, their T-shirts, their banners, their everything. And so her knowing that Radiohead was one of my favorite bands, and when they came to Toronto a few years back, um, that's when they had the stage collapse. And, and yeah. I actually would work her that day and we were in the park and of course they were doing one of their last sound checks before they opened the gates for the the ticket buyers to come in and um and i saw the stage collapse we were about 100 feet away from it and um yeah and of course they went on lockdown in the park and because we were the biggest merchant there we had no choice but to stay put we i mean it took hours to unload everything and put everything up the way that you have to in uh, preparation for a concert mm-hmm. and um so all the other vendors who were like you know ice cream and whatever they they were able to evacuate the scene but we were there we were on lockdown and you know we it wasn't too long before, you know, the yellow tape was up and the investigative team came in and they were saying, you know, don't be texting anything out. Don't be letting anything be known on social media because this isn't public. And the people on the other side of the gate who are expecting to come in, they don't even know that they're not going to be coming in. Wow. So just it was, it was a really unfortunate uh, circumstance because, of course, there was a fatality. And, um, you know, so it was very to this day is very strange to own and wear T-shirts for a concert that never, in fact, got off the ground. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a crazy story. I do remember reading about that in the news and it's just, it's unbelievable that that could actually happen first of all, but I didn't know all of that uh, granular detail about it. So that's fascinating. Well, I'd also read somewhere too, as a result of that having happened uh, and me being personally, feeling personally impacted by that. I had heard that that had happened if not once or twice before, because they're known to be a top heavy band with their equipment mm-hmm. uh, and their, the weight of their equipment, you know, superseding what a stage should technically be able to hold. And mm-hmm. so I, I don't know if that changed the logistics of what they then had to do going forward, because I think before in the past when that had happened, you know, things had happened where the stage had collapsed or certain things had gone awry, but it never had resulted in a fatality like this particular last incident instance. So, you know, live and learn, I guess. Yeah. I remember that summer. I think a similar incident had happened in the States. I actually saw the video for it. It was on YouTube. I can't remember what the act was. Hmm. But um, an outdoor stadium, not an outdoor stadium, but an outdoor kind of stage facility actually blew down. Wow. So, yeah, very, very, very scary situation there. Interesting mm-hmm. that you were there. Wow. Crazy experience. Yeah, so that- that's the first and last time I do merchandise. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> did you get to meet the guys in the band at least? No, I did not. Oh, that's no. too bad. Well, no. given the circumstances, I guess not, yeah. Donna Donna always does like photo ops and stuff, you know, when she does either indoor or outdoor uh, gigs and stuff. And she does Monster Jam and, and uh, she's done Marvel. I, I did help her with Marvel once, so it was not a concert per se, but it was something else that she headed up that she was contracted to do. And she does monster jam and all kinds of stuff. So, cool. uh, but yeah, it's a lot of work. I take my hat off to her. She's really, uh, developed a, a really awesome name for herself in the industry. Yeah. 
and your last song here, Lisa, is by Canadian Jane Sibbery. I'd forgotten all about Jane Sibbery. I loved Mimi on the Beach, if you remember that song yes. from like, I think it was 1984. Great, great song. Um, your song here is Love is Everything. I, I just love it. And I'm sure that there's different variations of it. But the one that I uh, have come across that I, I replay over and over again when I have time to replay things over and over again mm-hmm. Um she was actually it was uh, it was like an intimate venue. I believe it was in New York. Uh, it was a live performance, and she just sung it so beautifully. And you know, similar to the same of effect and impact that Tori Amos and all these other people have on me, these particular songs and artists. You know, it just really makes my hair stand up on end, and I just just so powerful you know so hauntingly beautifully powerful i love it yeah so these songs i mean is is it is it the instrumentation is it the lyrics that make you feel that that way and the reason why i ask is because oftentimes people will select their songs based on experiences they've had you know in the past and i'm i'm very much the same in in my in my book um all my favorite people are broken i talk about you know songs being linked to specific memories or experiences I've had when I was a kid? Um, very good question. You know, I, I'm sure it's probably a, a, a culmination of things. I'd have to say, though, because a lot of these songs have been remade by and resung by other artists with their own variation and spin to it, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I kind of stick to the original. Uh, as far as I know, these are all the original songs uh, with the attached uh, songwriters, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're the professional. I, I'm not. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, I've ser- I've heard things like, for example, like I like I cited earlier uh, in the program. So I love Tori Amos's version of Creep by Radiohead, mm-hmm. but I love it more so by by Radiohead itself. So as much as I love Tori Amos and as much as I think she shines with her own stuff, um, you know, so I, I think it, there's something to be said about the original song writer, because as much as I can, if I love a song, I can still appreciate it if it's sung by another artist. But instrumentally, it is different. It does have a different flavor. It does resonate with me a little bit differently. So it, it's really the, the the majestic tapestry of, of the original songwriter. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. You know, as you were saying that, I was thinking about cover versions that are actually better than the original. And, you know, of course, there are some out there. Uh, Hard to Handle by the Black Crows. So mm, that's, okay. actually, that's actually a cover of like an old, an old 50s tune, mm-hmm. believe it or not. But um, you're right. I mean, I, I, I typically will defer to the original version of a song, you know, and cover versions don't typically don't quite you know kind of pull it off for me well and i think part of that speaks to the fact that it's a bit of a a knockoff if you will i think part of what makes something beautiful is when it's birthed and authored or written or penned or whatever by the original uh creator Mm -hmm. um which is what i think amplifies the beauty of whatever it is you're listening to so i think there's a lot of credit that needs to be given to the original songwriters even if people alternatively have heard uh, different versions sung by somebody else and they for whatever reason tend to prefer that more so which you know it's, it's a personal preference thing but for me i think part of the the, the beauty in anything that really resonates with me as is the case with these uh, particular songs and artists it's that they birthed it themselves mm-hmm so, Lisa, that is the end of your song list. We kind of went through those pretty quickly. You could have brought, like, five more. I did. Oh, I wish I had known that. I know. I didn't know we were going to go through them so fast. So, you know, that, that just means that uh, 
you prepare another five and we'll do we'll do uh, we'll do another show okay well that sounds fantastic i would love that all right great what else you got anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap up here what's your number one favorite song oh the interviewer is the interviewee again yeah. Um, my, you know, that's a. I could not possibly answer that question. Oh you know, it, come on! No, it's true. You can't. You can't say. You can't say that you have absolutely. You know, one number one favorite song. I. I, I mean, I can't. I. Okay. Well, what are your top five? Uh. Oh God. Top five. In terms of like songs that make my skin vibrate. Oh yeah. Um. There's a song actually that you would really love that just came to mind. I mean, there's like 50 million of those for me. Uh, it's called Rental Love by a band called Lake Street Dive, D-I-V-E. Never heard of it. You would love it. Wow. Yeah, so when we're done, check it out and let me know what you think. That's a song for me that just, like, every time I hear it, makes my skin vibrate. How long have they been around? Uh, they're a newer band. I think that, that, you know, they're still active. And I think that, I think they started out in the mid 2000s, actually. They're, they're okay. a little band out of Boston. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic okay. song. But, wow. you know, it's, and, and uh, I mean, the Rolling Stones, obviously, um, you know, a huge Bowie fan, Paul McCartney, um, you know, the list goes on. I, I couldn't, I couldn't just name one. Okay. But good question. Well. It's really nice to know you have this expectation of your guests. <laughs> you know, I had the luxury of like writing a book about it where I had like 89 of these songs. Right? I didn't have to just pick five. <laughs> oh, lucky friend. I know. I know. It's kind of terrible. It's almost masochistic a little bit. You know, it's saying, OK, you can only talk about five. Well, but, uh, yeah. And it's kind of inequitable that we have to limit it to five, but you can talk about it openly and with 89 choices. <laughs> Yeah, no discrepancy or disparity there. Sorry. Okay, so what's 89 divided by 5? We can we can do, you know, that number of shows if you like. How about that? Okay, well, my magical formula for everything is 3.14 pi. So I guess I'm going to be your constant number one guest. There you go. There All you right. Go. Infinity. <laughs> All right. I will see you in two days live on your tv show thank you very much for your time today i appreciate it well thank you i really appreciate your time brent you're very good at what you do keep doing it keep rocking it oh thank you very much okay uh i will see you in two days this has been no sleep till Subbury with brent jensen and my very special guest is lisa mcdonald until next time take good care folks Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Subbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide. <laughs>